Hello everyone, this is Cam here and you're listening to Let's Talk Intersectionality. So today in kind of like inspiration of Pride Month and also Juneteenth Day yesterday as of recording this right now, um, I'm going to be doing a little book review and the book I'm going to be talking about today is The Stars and the Blackness Between Them. It's a beautiful little teen, young adult, black queer book. So if you're interested in that kind of feel, stay tuned. I also have an old book review that I did a while ago. I haven't posted it yet, but if you guys like book reviews, I will probably post that one as well because I recorded that a while ago. Um, so yeah, let me know if you guys like book reviews. So I just finished this book recently and I thought it would be a great podcast. So if you want to hear about it and you're not sure if you want to read it, definitely listen to this. I will be giving spoilers. If you don't like spoilers and you want to read the book first and then hear me talk about it later, um, I'm mostly just going to be like going through the book. I really like the book overall so I don't have too much commentary on it if I'm being completely honest I'm more of just going through the book and what I liked about it um and stuff like that that's usually how I go about my book reviews I'll say review I put that in quotations it's not really a a review but (laughs) it's more of a summary so let's let's get into it so like I said the book I just finished reading is called The Stars and the Blackness Between Them and it is written by Winata Petrus. So I just want to give like a little bio of who she is because they provided one at the back of the book and I feel like it adds some contact context as to who the writer is and why the book is the way that it is I guess. You definitely get her personality as you read the book, I would say. So here's a little bit about Winata Petrus. She is a creative artist or creative activist, writer, playwright, and a multi-dimensional um, performance artist from Minneapolis. Yes, okay. She's a Midwesterner. Um, and she's West Indian descended and African sourced. Her work centers on black wildness, black diaspora, futurism, and ancestral healing. This is her first novel, which I think is really awesome and cool. Um, Personally, as a writer, I love when I see people who are like older than me that like they're this is like their first work of art that's being like published. I think that's really cool and inspiring. That's like remember you're on your own time frame it's not a race so I think that's really cool that this was her first novel it's really good and it earned a Coretta Scott King honor and she also made it to be a finalist in the Minnesota Book Award and then she still currently lives in Minneapolis with her family so that's super cute I love that um I think that's really inspiring because again we're mid- Midwesterners not much happens over there but Minneapolis got it going on okay because that's where Lizzo is from period but um yeah she seems like a really cool person the way she wrote this book was really well done as well there's a lot of like spiritual aspects along with it so I think that's really dope so basically what is this book about who is it about our main characters are Maybelle and Audrey and the book mostly takes place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So 
to start off with one of our main characters Maybell. she lives in minneapolis and she lives with her mom her dad and her little brother sahir so her family is really adorable and they're really sweet and accepting um kind of to open up like the relationship between Maybell and her family we kind of get um like them leaving from a concert of an artist who is non-binary and we see them having a conversation basically with Maybell of just being like oh like pronouns like how do I use the right pronouns what are their pronouns and stuff like that and explaining pronouns to them and her dad is a little clueless and it's really cute so you kind of see how like her family is like very open um right away the way that we see the interaction between her family and everything they're really cool they're really chill maybell isn't like she's kind of a tomboy little stud but not super stud she's just not super girly either she's kind of in between it seems like um the way that we that she described her character um so she's definitely not like a girly girl she you know she likes basketball stuff like that um and her main friends our friend group is jazzy ursa and her other friend terrell so growing up her and terrell were really cool kicking it and you know everyone was like oh you're gonna be together like little crushy crush and terrell had a little crushy crush on her obviously that doesn't work out because maybelle's gay and we love that so yeah and then jazzy and ursa they're gay as fuck too and they are actually together and i'm pretty sure they like run or they're just a part of i'm pretty sure they run it but they're a part of like the lgbtq plus i um i said <laughs> plus i that's funny um the alphabet soup so they like run the uh like gay straight alliance basically at their school so they're like little activists at their school and they're together and super cute so that's kind of like maybell's circle and her group of people she loves whitney houston and um a huge part of what we learn about maybell and how she kind of comes out of her like you know she comes into her gay awakening um one of them is whitney houston and she talks a lot about whitney houston and her music and like some queer coding in her music and also how like um around like the time of like when she put out um I want to dance with somebody I'm pretty sure um that she had like a friend and her name was Robin and they were like childhood friends or something and she was a basketball player and people were speculating that they dated or that they had a romantic relationship and stuff like that and so she was very interested in this whole you know gay trope with Whitney Houston and like it just always interested her and intrigued her and then she like gets a little bit older and like she has this friend i can't remember her name mind you this girl isn't that important because i didn't write her name down they don't talk about her after the first few chapters because it was more of like again this gay awakening for maybell so she like has this crush on a girl that she's been friends with or whatever and you know she realizes that like she has feelings she has feelings feelings for her um but then you know i think she ended up like moving or something i don't know something happened um and they're not together anyways doesn't really matter because she has audrey eh. 
So that's a little bit about Maybell, kind of how they set us up for her and how she kind of she kind of knows what's up, but at the same time is still low key figuring it out. And then we have our other main character, Audrey. So Audrey is from Trinidad, and that's where her story starts. We actually start with Audrey in the book um, and getting to know her first. Um, personally, I just think that's because there's a lot of spiritual aspects with Audrey, considering that, you know, she has her ancestral roots connected like being in Trinidad and like from Trin like her mom is Trinidadian I'm pretty sure that's how you say it like Trinidadian um but she lived there and so you know a little bit different like cultural ties and so she's super connected to her grandma her grandma's name is Queenie and she's like a huge part of this story and the spirituality around it as well and so that's why we kind of start off with Audrey. So we start off with Audrey slash Queenie and we get a lot of their dialogue and we just see how much Audrey like um, admires her grandma Queenie and how close they are and how she really trusts her with pretty much any and everything and how she just looks to her as guidance basically like she is her spiritual and physical guide in this world so they have a really beautiful relationship and like the more you learn about queenie you're just like oh my god i fucking love queenie yes like she is a queen okay um but so audrey starts off in trinidad and we learn about her family dynamic a little bit and as i said she's really close with her grandma queenie um but her and her mom have an interesting relationship I would say especially after the incident that happens so her mom actually got into church um after her her father died so Audrey's mom's dad passed away due to a drug overdose so you know that was pretty traumatic and she really got into church after that so ever since then her mom has been all about church all about God christianity like it's tea and also to add in the fact that like culturally like in africa and different spots like christianity is very heavily practiced so i think that also is like added context as well that like a lot of like african um countries have like christianity based ideologies in their regular regular day society like that's that's a lot of their standards so i also wanted to add that as well which i think was purposeful by the author and um you know so audrey has been going to church since she was you know a kid and eventually i'm pretty sure like her mom ended up marrying or being with the pastor or something um after she started going to church for so long like she's with one of the pastors or something like that but yeah so she lives with them and um she, after she started going to church as a young child that's how she connected with her friend slash lover neary we love neary we miss neary and we don't get to talk to her much but we love neary we need like a spin-off book of like just neary i think that would be awesome honestly like i should email the because you know when, when you email or send letters to writers i've sent 
letters to writers before and they have responded so like I love that feeling and I feel like she since this is her first novel like she probably is still getting you know some traction and stuff like that like I bet if I emailed her and was like hey like oh my god I would just love to see more work from you like could we get like a spin-off story of just just for Neri like I would love that but um so Audrey and Neri became friends because they started going to the same church and they're families were family friends and so they started to branch off and do their own quote-unquote church at the beach and you know a lot of this story when it comes to also Queenie like the water and the ocean is a very spiritual like the ocean is spirit basically so like it was a very spiritual thing where it was like okay we're gonna go to the ocean like do our you know service out there like they were you know doing their own type of young service and rituals and prayers and stuff over there so it was normal it was something that's like okay yeah you guys do that and they actually made their own like acronym for their church so they made church an acronym and they made it stand for come here you rebel come here and I just think that's really cute because obviously like they're gay as fuck and they're not going to church baby (laughs) oh they go into church but you know this is a different kind of church (laughs) so they're praising pussy (laughs) so you know they and this is again when they're like six they're about 16 years old and one day and god they just she kicks us right into the story with this one week like we learn about the characters and the next thing you know shit pops off so basically they were at audrey and neary were at their church one day and it was getting hot and steamy and they were out there and audrey's mom came looking for her and she came to the beach and she found them doing things they were kissing on each other and like doing stuff and she and her mom walked up like right in the middle of them like literally like getting down okay and basically it was super traumatizing her mom like ripped her off of Neri and she was like what are you guys doing and like it was crazy and basically Audrey's mom sends her off to live with her dad in the United States in Minneapolis so that is kind of how we get to where the story really begins so we have one main character who has a family who's pretty accepting and chill and they're open and then we have one uh storyline where the family member all right sorry about that guys i had to check my dog real quick anyways so we have another storyline where the family isn't as accepting and um we kind of just see these two merge so now we are in minneapolis with both audrey and mabel so the reason why um our two main characters actually end up even meeting or being like involved in the first place is because they are also family friends so audrey's dad went to like high school or something with 
um Maybell's parents so they actually knew each other from like a while ago or like it was like from college or something like they were college buddies and um they were just still friends and you know that's so accurate bro like <laughs> yeah we've known each other for a while and we're both just still in the same spot not same spot but like we both still live in the same area or whatever we still live in the same state so i think that's pretty funny anyways so they end up you know getting the girls together for the first time and obviously audrey is very traumatized because she just had to leave her whole family she had to leave her you know bestie (laughs) neri and she's in a whole other country now like she's in a whole other continent and so it obviously she didn't talk much to Maybell and you know Maybell was just trying to be nice and they were getting to know each other kind of hanging out and stuff um but it it was less about the relationship that they built at that moment versus how uncomfortable Audrey was and kind of like things like that so um what else I just I didn't want to forget something I felt like I forgot something but Anyways, so after Audrey gets sent to America, we get a little bit more into the thick of it. Um, and I, I feel like I don't, I'm forgetting something, but I'm just going to get to the thick of it. Basically, we come to find out that Mabel is sick and she has cancer. So that is a huge part in this book and it's it was so devastating when I read that and I found that out I was just like wait what I literally had to take a minute I had to take a breather so um yeah she she ends up getting cancer and it's crazy because one day I was reading this book at work and one of my coworkers came in and they're like oh what are you reading is that that book about like the two that had cancer and like the dude dies or whatever I was like oh no that's the fault in our stars no this isn't that and like I don't know it was a really funny conversation I I can't remember it fully but it was a really funny conversation because the dude who I was talking to he was like oh yeah I've read or he was talking about a book that I heard of or read or seen or something that he wanted to read and I was like um yeah no it wasn't this one I'll tell you that right now I was like dude like mind you this dude is like he's white dude like he's not he's not about it I'll just say that he's not about it so I was pretty like um no but it was just crazy that he had said that and compared it to the fault in our stars because then she ends up getting cancer and I was like well dang maybe this is like the fault in our stars but the queer black version I love that so I just thought that was pretty interesting it really took me by surprise but yeah so we find out that Mabel has cancer and obviously this is um pretty uh, tragic this is tragic so we kind of go through this whirlwind of just like what it's like for Mabel right now she kind of started to like she's been sick and going through treatment and so she hasn't been going to school and you know after this like Audrey and Mabel have been like you know Mabel's kind of Audrey's only friend she showed her around school the first day she introduced her to her friends stuff like that and so when Mabel got sick 
Audrey, you know, took it upon herself to want to help. And she was like, you know, she's been so kind to me. Maybe there's something I can do. And she actually reaches out to Queenie and she looks for spiritual guidance on how to heal her. And so basically, Audrey performs like a lot of you know, just spiritual rituals, getting her some teas, like really organic teas, not like store-bought, like ones that she made, which I just loved reading the process and the things that Audrey did and and the guidance and lack of guidance that Queenie gave her because she wanted her to come into her powers, basically. Like, this is a very, like, spiritual, like, I have powers, like abilities, like healing abilities. And like Queenie is basically like a healer. And so she's trying to mentor Audrey how to be a healer on her own. Like she has to figure it out on her own. So we kind of see the little things that Audrey does and how she doesn't know what to do because she wants Mabel to be okay. She wants her to live. And this was her first friend in America. And so, um, that is a huge part into how Audrey and Maybelle's relationship kind of further develops, I feel like, throughout this story, is how we see them kind of, like, trying to learn how to, like, spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually heal Maybelle, and how it's kind of spiritually healing Audrey as well, because it's giving her purpose here in America because she still feels so isolated. Mind you, she still hasn't told anyone like why she got sent there. Like no one knows why she got sent there. They're just like, oh, you just came to move here with your dad. Like, okay, cool. Um, Also a little backstory about Audrey's mom and dad and like why they're separated because we get a little story time towards like the middle end of the book somewhere about how, um, or like why they're not together. And so basically it happened when they were really young and um, Audrey's mom got pregnant and, you know, they were trying to get through it and she ended up going back to Trinidad and she was only supposed to stay for like a month or something. Like she wasn't supposed to stay forever um, just because she was really like missing home and stuff like that. Um, So she ended up going back home and she just never came back to the United States and just ended up raising Audrey there with her mom and stuff like that. So it was more of, it wasn't even like some terrible dramatic thing. And like the way that like Audrey, uh, or yeah, Audrey's dad like explained Audrey's mom is just like, oh wow, like she doesn't seem like she's like that anymore. So it's kind of funny, but so that's a little bit about that situation and kind of like why they're not together it wasn't anything crazy it was more of like I can't do this anymore I'm so young and I need help and stuff like that so that's kind of where that's at and why he's in America and how that ended up so perfectly right anyways so back to Maybelle so she is sick and they also so in their family they have this garden called the Black Eden or the Garden of Black Eden um and that's kind of like their family like healing space basically like they go out there and they sit they talk and it's just a great atmosphere I think the dad does most of the gardening out there and it's so cute um and so you know uh Maybelle she goes out there 
a lot to kind of just clear her mind and like that's a huge part of this book and who Maybelle is even and throughout her journey with being sick and having cancer and she goes out there for you know just mental clarity and that's her space her and her dad's special space and so eventually Maybelle she's going through books and stuff and she comes across like because it was her her little brother and her dad and they were like looking through books on the bookshelf that they had stored away like um her parents had stored away and she picked out a book that she found by an author Afua and he's a really huge character in this book and leans a lot on you know the reality of of being black in America basically which I think was really cool for her to tie this in and how spirituality and all that stuff so basically this character his name is Afua and he was wrongfully um accused and convicted and sentenced to um death <laughs> for the death of his best friend named James so this happened when they were like uh teenagers like six i think around the same age that our main characters are right now they were like at a and we get a whole full story like we get little um chapters where it's just about afua which i really like and so we kind of find out that like they were at like a protest like a police brutality protest and something happened and basically his best friend james got killed and a police officer got killed so i i don't remember many other details as to why he specifically got accused i don't remember sorry about that but um basically he's wrongfully accused and convicted and he's been sentenced to death so he's been waiting for the death pen penalty for many many years now and so he, in his time of being incarcerated he got really into astrology not only that but his friend James he was a very spiritual person he would say things to him that really inspired him to look into astrology and life after death or you know what happens to us and the stars what do they mean do they mean anything and all these things like he has a very curious mind and so he wrote a book basically that is the title of our book but it's by but it's an Afua memoir. And so um, Maybell gets her hands on it and she reads it and it just, she loves it and she falls in love with it and she learns so much and she realizes her new passion in astrology and how much that has affected her and how it's given her a new reason to live and be interested in something um, and also to care about something again other than just like herself and her illness right now and to care about the justice and like the social rights or you know um, just social justice and rights like that for other people and other black people in general so she writes Afua a letter um, in prison and he actually responds to her and he just talks to her and um, Maybell really opens up to him. She tells him she has cancer and she tells him that she has a little crushy crush on Audrey um, and she basically just tells him like how she 
doesn't feel like she can talk to anyone right now because she, you know, kind of feels like a burden and she she feels sad and she feels bad and like she doesn't really know how to handle this new diagnosis, basically. And he answers her and he talks to her and tells her his experience waiting for death, basically, and kind of how they're in a similar boat of they're both kind of waiting for death to pick them that day, you know? And so they're both like, they're dealing with different situations, but similar outcomes. And so it's really hard and really scary. And he, and he talks to her about his own experience about waiting for death for so many years and trying to figure out why this happened to him and, you know, stuff like that. And so just gives her some words of encouragement and they kind of build a mild bond through um, sending these letters. So we get a little bit more insight as to who Afua is and kind of just what he believes in and how he believes like spirituality and how it connects to black people and, you know, just how infinite we are, basically. And I'm going to come back to that towards the end. But yeah. Um, So anyways, what else happens? So you know, Mabel is sick and eventually they're kind of like, you know, it's, it's coming up time. Like things are not getting better. They're getting worse. And so the hospital talks to the family, the parents, and they tell them that she should think about making a wish, um, and getting involved in the wish fund basically, which we all know what that is when a kid is about to die, you know, they get a wish and a lot of times it's like Disney World or like I want to go here and stuff like that so um they offered her a wish and Maybell actually overheard them talking about it because I don't I don't know if she knew yet but they hadn't told her yet they were over talking they were talking and she overheard about the wish and the parents were arguing and like freaking out and not really sure how to address it with her because she is still young but it's like you know she's a teenager she understands what's going on um but they were just you know obviously getting into it and they've been they're just at their wits end they don't want their kid to die um so they're stressing and Mabel overhears this and she goes to them and she's like hey like I, I want to make a wish and my wish is for Afua to be sent free, set free. He doesn't deserve the death penalty and I want him to be let free. If I can't live my life, he deserves to live his. So they, they think about that and they try and pull some strings. So on the end with Audrey around this time. So, you know, as I was saying before, a lot of what has been. Oh, I also forgot something in between, but I'll go back to that as well. So a lot of like what was happening in between, like I said, Audrey has been doing a lot of like spiritual like healing and trying to figure out spiritual healing for Maybell to get better. And so throughout this time, obviously, she's also having some hard times, like, still coming to terms with just her life in general there, and, like, she's officially, like, really connected with, like, Jazzy specifically, like, Jazzy has just been always super kind and open, and she's always willing to just, like, include Audrey and stuff, and so, you know, they end up becoming pretty close and stuff, and with Ursa as well, um, and, 
we get this moment specifically with like Jazzy and Audrey. This is more towards like the end and stuff too. And it's just incredible how long Audrey has kept all this to herself. Like after you read and like you finally get to that point, you're like, Jesus Christ, Audrey, like you have just been like holding this in, babe. And you're just like, this is just, it's so hard and it's so real. I'll get to that in a second too. But it's just like, my goodness, like it's taken this long for her to really open up to people about it. Um, and so there's at one point where, you know, Audrey, she was at school and like pretty much every day after school, Audrey is, you know, going over to Maybelle's house and spending time with her and they're doing things and like, they've just really bonded and have created a relationship now. And I'm just not really speaking mostly on like what, like they did and like, not even what they did, but like mostly I'm not going into detail because one, like the book is so much more than just it being like about these girls liking each other. Like that's just a part of the book. Like, yes, it's a love story, but it's so much bigger than that too. Like, and that's why I don't have much to say about like, oh yeah. And then this made them fall in love and this made them fall in love. Like they just took care of each other, like emotionally and like, that's kind of what made them fall in love you know what I mean like them bonding over time and Audrey taking care of her and like just being there for her and like their bond was just like it was just meant to be like their stars were literally aligned and like we get a glimpse of that thought with Audrey um towards the end of the book as well anyways so we get to this point and it's like after school and Jazzy is like, hey, you should come to, you know, the Gay Straight Alliance Club. Like, we're all going to be doing this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Audrey's like, OK, like maybe and she's like, yeah, you should come. You know, you take care of Maybell every day after school. You deserve a break. So they finally spend time together and they end up, um, you know, doing their thing and whatever, basically we get to a part where Audrey and Jazzy are having a conversation in Jazzy's car and Audrey just officially finally she breaks down and she tells Jazzy everything of like why she's in America what happened when she was in Trinidad and how she hasn't told anyone any of this and she just completely tells her everything and Jazzy is just super supportive obviously and just tells her like you know you are here and you're okay like I'm here for you and you know like everything's gonna be okay and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that and like that's really fucking traumatizing right and she just validates her to the max and all that stuff so it was really reassuring and like later we also kind of get a similar conversation with Audrey and her dad as well and her dad was basically like oh yeah like babe like I I know that's why you got sent here you know and your mom told me and I told her that I would love to have you here um and that's when Audrey was like what you knew the whole time you put me through this and it's just like he was like I wasn't sure like what you were I didn't want to make you uncomfortable if I knew like if you knew that I knew and you know whenever you were ready to come to me and I was just so excited that you were going to be coming and living here with me regardless like you are accepted and your mother she's still working on it but you are accepted you know and so it was just it was really amazing um I wanted to also quick go back for a second. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. 
But um, also in terms of like the spiritual healing and the things that they were doing spiritually with each other, um, Audrey and Mabel. So Mabel actually started having queenie dreams. So she started to have like these like, uh, I don't even know, like memory dreams, basically, I would say like they were they were memories but like they were in dream form so of queenie so maybell was queenie in her dreams and we get all these little like glimpses of what queenie's life was like when she was younger and like we just find out like she's a super accepting and like loving person and she's just always been like that and like you just we get it was really cool i i don't have many details that i really necessarily want to get into but um it was just really cool to see how like that spiritual connection was made and basically like through some of queenie's stories it was representation of maybell i think accepting that she is gay basically because i think queenie had a lot of like queer experiences in her life or like had other queer people in her life and so i think it was like this like this double reality like the second wall being broke if you will or like the third wall being broken or whatever of like Maybell accepting gay being gay and like you know stuff like that and liking Audrey and everything like that so I think that was that was a huge spiritual moment and movement for her through these dreams and I think that's what they were representing for Maybell was this acceptance of being gay um so yeah i wanted to throw that in there as well so what else um so basically um i'm trying to think if i forgot anything i don't think so so now we're at the point where we're getting you know we're talking to the wish people we're trying to figure out if this is an option if that's an idea to get Afua released from prison and obviously it's a lot harder than just having a kid make a wish to let you be freed um so you know there was a lot of controversy around it and a lot of debate and you know they talked about it for a little bit but eventually came to the decision that they will have basically I think they had like 24 hours or 72 hours um to spend together like that he was released from prison that he was free um and they got and they paid for them to go to like a theme park basically ride rides have the day to be free and if it was family can come all of maybell's family can come her friends and stuff like they got to choose who they wanted to be there so they got kind of like a you know a compromise agreement so they agreed to that so before they have their little you know their little trip to see afua um all the little girlies decided that they're gonna take a little trip so um mabel asked her parents if she could if she um Audrey, Jazzy, and Ursa could all go stay up at the cabin that they have. So their parents are like, all right, well, uh, you guys can only be there for a few days, you know, because obviously we want to make sure that Mabel's okay. You guys need to do regular check-ins. And, you know, if if this is what you want to do, as long as it's safe, it's not super far away. Like, you know, we could get there, you know, in reasonable timing if there really was an emergency, like we can get there, we can drive out there as well, you know? So they were like, all right, fine. You guys are big girls, go for it. So 
all four of the girlies hop in Jazzy's car and they go for a little road trip and they go to the cabin and it's just an awesome experience. They all get together, um, just having fun. They end up going into the hot tub and they end up getting high, which is really funny. They like ate edibles and smoked on a joint. Um, and they were just talking and it was just, it was like, I felt like I was there with them. They were having such a good time. (laughs) The way it was written, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm there too. Like, that sounds so fun. Or I feel like it's like, oh wow, I've had an experience like this too. Like, oh, this is so, I can just picture it. So I loved that. And then this is kind of where it gets hot and steamy because this is officially when we finally get Audrey and Maybell like admitting their full-on feelings for each other and like in the hot tub they're kind of like on each other a little bit like they're leaning on each other and stuff like that and then um Ursa and Jazzy are like all right well we're gonna go up to our room and stuff like that so they go and do their thing up there and then Audrey and Mabel are like okay well we're gonna go to the fireplace like we're cold we're ready to dry off and stuff like that so they get their towels and their blankets and they go hang out by the fireplace and Jazzy and Ursa go up to their room and this is where everything goes crazy and they start talking to each other and then they finally kiss and they start doing stuff and they basically make love and they fall in love boom so they finally admit their feelings for each other and then basically after that um it's really funny because Mabel has like a conversation with her dad and she's like you know like I had to tell you something like and it's this is actually a really important moment because one they're in the Black Eden the Garden of Black Eden and this is the first time Mabel has you know told her dad or her mom or any of them of like okay it's official like I like this girl right and so she's like talking to her dad there in the garden and she's just like dad like I'm in love with Audrey and he's like babe I know like every time she comes over your eyes just light up like the fourth of July and so it's really cute and she's like how did you know and you know stuff like that and he's like you know I love you no matter what and all this stuff and you know obviously he was just making jokes and he's like you gotta tell Terrell because uh his little heart's gonna be broken because you know he had a little crashy crash and they tried but you know Mabel's gay she wants Audrey okay she only wants Audrey and so um they are in the garden and they're having this conversation and it kind of takes a serious turn which it was beautiful, but it was very serious. But, you know, uh, um, I keep wanting to say Audrey. Maybell, she's, um, you know, kind of talking about, you know, after she dies and, you know, just preparing her parents of, like, you know, what she wants. And she was like, you know, after I pass away or if I die, like, you know, I'm not trying to sound, like, demonic or anything, you know? Like, I'm not trying to sound so, like you know, oh, doomsday, like, I'm gonna die, but, like, you know, if I do pass away, come here, because this is where I can meet you, and, like, this is where our souls will meet again, and everything like that, and, like, she was just, like, this is our special meeting spot, if you ever want to, like, be close to me, like, come here, basically, like, this is where my spirit will be, and so that was kind of her and her dad's special moment, it was just really sad, and it was really cute, like, uh, it was just so good, like, I wanted to cry, oh my god, this book literally pulled out so many of my heartstrings, like, I almost, like, I literally cried, like, a few times reading this book, it's crazy, um, but, yeah, so, 
she tells him that and you know obviously he accepts that and he's like you know that's really hard and he cries and they just hug and they hold on to each other for a little bit and stuff like that so and then it comes to the day that we get to finally meet a fool in person so they meet up at this like theme park or whatever and Mabel gets there and obviously she brings Audrey with her her mom and her dad I can't remember if her little brother was there or not but um yeah and then Afua's whole family like his his brothers his sisters his cousins his mom and everybody was there so like it was really awesome aunts and uncles um so it was really cool and they end up meeting and like literally they both cry hugging each other they both are just so emotional and they cry and they hug and they sit down and they start talking to each other and like all of the family members are talking and they're just like thank you so much like thank you so much Maybell and like it's all gratitude from the family to Maybell's family and it was just it was such a beautiful time so they go around and they ride some rides and obviously Maybell's a little sick so she can't eat much but um Afua's been in prison so like he's like scarfing down food enjoying all the hot dogs and the, and the snow cones and and the funnel cakes I, I think probably I'm sure he's eating um so he's he's getting it in and they're just talking and living life basically it was a really good experience um and then they take a final ride together and this is where I get pissed because they take the roller coaster ride and then Audrey tell us tells us that they they died basically so my thing is I don't know if they spiritually disappeared from the ride like their bodies literally were not there and they disappeared or something I don't know if they both passed away on the rides and when they came back they both their souls left their bodies or something I don't know if like after they leave the the meeting you know of each other that both of them ended up passing away within the next day or the next week or something. They don't make it super freaking clear. It's very um, symbolic. It's like, it's not, it's not straightforward. Okay. So I'm very confused about that. I wanted a little bit more of a concrete, like, tell me what happened, not a spiritual or like, I cannot think of the word right now. God just a, a metaphorical like don't use metaphors when you're ending a book please like that's so annoying so that's the only problem that I have it's just like please be straightforward tell us what what does that mean I don't know so I think that so we know that they both pass away I just don't know the context of which it is so yeah um so as for my thoughts on the book I thought it was really good. It's a really easy read. Um, and I just thought it was a really creative book. There's a lot of spiritual, like very specific spiritual things that like I can't speak on without you reading it necessarily where it's like you just got to read the book because like there are little um, pockets of just like little pinches of spiritual things that all tie together in the book basically and like the one that I just the one spiritual line that pulls the whole book in all together that I just wanted to share was um the quote that Afua 
got from his best friend James, who ends up being the one who got killed. Um, and he tells Afua one day, and this is kind of what led Afua on his spiritual journey. He said to him, the blackness between the stars is the melanin in your skin. And I love that because to me, I think that it just represents how infinite we are as black people. We are so many things. We're not just black. We're black and we're queer and we're and we're women and we're men and we're we're all the things. You know what I mean? Like we are infinite and our skin is infinite and like our our skin creates infinite experiences and revolutions and just I just think that there's so much about that and that like there there is no there are no bright stars without a dark night you know like that's symbolic within itself and so I just think that there are little things like when they talk about the ocean in this book or when they talk about Queenie and like how she ends up like how there's like these dream memories with um Maybell. like there's just so many little things that trickle throughout the book also they put in little um like zodiac season like poem type things in between the books so they have like zodiac poem things that are really cute also at the end of the book she provides like a book playlist which i want to build that playlist on my spotify so if you guys follow me on spotify other than like my podcast like look for that i guess because i'm probably gonna make it i'll probably add whatever other songs that they mention in the book if they don't have it on the list because i feel like there's some songs that they mentioned in the book that weren't on the playlist list at the end of the book so i'm gonna look into that as well um and see what that's like but i just think that's so cool and so creative because it's just like if you do want to have this as like a playwright and like on a screen like i think that would be really cool that you can already have like a soundtrack in mind of what you want these scenes and music to create for that scene basically so i think she's really ahead of the game with that one um like i said i'm pretty annoyed at the ending i'm just gonna read you guys what it says at the ending so you understand my frustrations because otherwise if i don't you're gonna be like girl like are you stupid but like literally it says so the cyclone is the last road ride that they rode like roller coasters that audrey i mean god afua and maybell rode together so it says at the end of the cyclone the caterpillar of cars returned to its starting place but their car released nothing more than two butterflies into the stars they freed themselves maybell and afua are gone only the handcuffs remain dangling from the lap bar no one could explain it but somehow i understood the sky reclaimed them somewhere between the ocean and its blackness which it's like okay i guess like literally like they disappeared right and then at the end and too um i really liked this so this is audrey and it's kind of going back to what i was saying earlier of um 
how their stars were just aligned and how she speaks on that and she says these coilings was anointed like a real love we was a cosmic conversation before i even met you in this life and so i think that just is like showing us how like again the stars aligned and like spirituality and how divine timing things like this and you know i don't know but the ending kind of annoyed me because i was like i feel like this is the most fantastical fantastical you know fantasy like touching that we've been on this entire book like we haven't touched on fantasy like that so like for the end to be so like just like spiritual or like fantasy drived i i i kind of got a little confused but other than that i thought this book was amazing i'm glad that they added so much to it and it wasn't like a just like a queer like oh my god like queer trauma book and like oh my god like you know my parents kicked me out of my house and like that kind of stuff like it was like there was religious and like um like regional context that was added into there that i think was very important and like ethnic and um cultural that's the word i was looking for <laughs> i can't think today but cultural context that was very important in this book as well and i'm glad that it is this combination of a black and queer book because sometimes i think we forget about how important this intersection is um especially when it's like black queer women specifically like lesbian women um or other black non-binary people so like i don't know i just think that this is very important to share this specific kind of story where it's not like oh my god black trauma but like you know there is some of it in the beginning oh my god i almost forgot the most important part oh, we got to hear about neri's story too so i'm just gonna throw this in here really quick at the end so i'm sorry that this is a little bit all over the place but her story basically goes she sends eventually Queenie got a letter from Neri because she eventually gets saved and Queenie sends the letter to Audrey so she knows that she's okay so come to find out Neri she ended up getting sent away too to her her dad sent her like away to one of another family member like an aunt or something and she was super mean she was super evil she like disciplined her all the time just was like did not treat her well basically abuse right um and then eventually one night Neri ran away and she ran into like the city and stuff and she had never seen so many people and stuff like that like it was just crazy and she came across these people and they were looking at her and they came up to her and they were like oh like we've seen you before right at like this one place and she was like I've never even heard of that she was like what is that and they're like oh it's like a gay club over there and da, 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 I swear we've seen you there and she was like and she started breaking down she cried and like these people like consoled her they're like girl like what's going on what's wrong like what's happening and then she was like and she told them everything that happened between you know um herself and audrey and how she got sent away and her father didn't even say goodbye basically he just dropped her and left it was crazy so they took her in and basically they took her to a house um if you watch pose basically like for example the house of evangelist does um so they took her to a house i can't remember what the house was i should have wrote it down but they took her to a house and it was the house of something and it was a bunch of queer folks and we loved that so it was super cute and basically she ended up being safe and now she's living there with them and she told audrey that she hopes that if she comes back she can introduce her to them and stuff like 
like that and she hopes that she's okay but basically that she is all safe now but she went through hell at first so that's what happened to Neri and I was so excited when we finally because I almost forgot about her because I was like you know what what happened to Neri and they brought it up they're like oh yeah here's a letter from Neri and you're like oh snap yes where is she what happened to her so it was really fucking crazy um but yeah so that's that's basically the book I hope I didn't forget anything but those were pretty that was pretty much the full go so I hope you guys enjoy this little book summary slash review I really like doing these and talking about books and I was just I used to do book clubs a while ago but um I don't do book clubs anymore but you know that's something that I do like to do for educational purposes or just for fun but yeah if you guys do end up getting this book and read it reading it let me know what you think what you liked and disliked if um you liked the ending if you thought it was perfect or if you wish it was a little different too um do you think Neri should get her own spinoff book I think she should so yeah let me know what y'all think. Anyways, that's all I've got for you today. And I'll see you guys next time. Um, my next podcast is probably going to be um, a very research based podcast. So I'm really excited to see what comes from that. Um, that one's going to be maybe a two parter as well. So I have a lot of content and information that I want to put into that podcast. So we will see. I hope you guys are excited because I am. I will talk to y'all later. Have a good rest of your day and thanks for listening. Bye.